Good morning, good afternoon. This is the Blind Tech Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Nash. I am currently in a car using Bluetooth, heading to Charlotte, and this time I'm actually not driving alone. Well, you know what I mean. Right, Ben? Yeah, yeah. You're not driving alone. I mean, you're <laughs> technically still driving by oh, yourself. Right. I'm in the car. I'm in the passenger side. Right, right, right. You so can't. if he ever needs, you know, his hands are on the on the steering wheel. Right. Anything comes up, I'm right here. Exactly. And the only time my hand leaves the wheel at this point is to flip off a driver for. Uh, Exactly. Or or they have something on their car I don't like. That too. Or I just don't give a shit and I'm just going to flip them off because I I can do what I want. Start problems. (laughs) So we are on the way to Charlotte, North Kakalaki to see the Carolina Panthers defeat the New Orleans Saints. That's not going to happen, but I love the confidence. Well... Hey, at least we have our coaching staff. Well, (laughs) (laughs) at least we have our coaching staff. At least my quarterback has never had mono. True. At least our quarterback didn't steal crab legs. Mm. Okay, uh, you got me. All right, exactly. Exactly. I mean, the only thing he did was steal the Jets another draft pick, but hey, it is what it is. (laughs) But... I will sit here and say this. I believe, you know, uh, when Ryan Tannehill left the Matt Gay system and went to Tennessee, he became a better quarterback. I envision the same thing. Do I believe he'll have the success as Ryan Tannehill? Probably not. But I, I believe he will be uh, very much a... Um, better quarterback to get it out of that system. You know, starting to think about it, the the Panthers and the Titans aren't so different. They both brought in quarterbacks who were first-round picks by their other teams. Right. Uh, Tannehill has succeeded in Nashville. And hopefully Donald will, too. They're both, they both have great running backs. I mean, top three, top four at their position. Amen. Um, and... They both have good receiving cores. I mean, you look A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, compare them to D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson. Name value with the Panthers, maybe not to the extent of the Titans, but at the same time, they're still young, up-and-coming players. Right. One thing that's different for the Panthers, however, is they have a good defense. When oh, I say a good yes. defense, I mean, I am legitimately nervous for Jameis Winston today. Brian Burns, Derek Brown, um, was Yeter Gross Meadows. Um, Shaq Thompson. Oh. If y'all had Luke Keekley, y'all would be the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. If he, if he. Our, our defense would be winning games. Yes. Instead of keeping us in games. Um, and, and, and you'll have Jeremy Chen. And don't forget, and I kind of lambasted this when it first happened, when the, it was first, it first happened, but J.C. Horn. Yes, J.C. Horn. I also like. Uh, I, 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 at the, at the time, I didn't think it was a good pick. I'm like, wait. You know, we had some offensive issues. We really need to shore up that side of the field. But, and then uh, watching his, you know, watching like I was actually there. Um, you know, seeing his first uh, practice and already intercepting quarterbacks. I'm like, okay, all right. I, I, I can definitely see this now. Is that Dante Jackson? Yeah. Dante Jackson? Yes. I mean, y'all have a perfect defense to build a team around. You don't, they're young. They don't need very much in terms of skill because they have it already. Yep. It's just about providing the offensive side of the ball with players. And my, your biggest problem is your O-line. I agree. Uh, Matt Paradis is great. He's solid. Taylor Moten's solid. The rest of the line needs some fixing. Yeah, I agree. Uh, our, I will sit here and say our offensive line hasn't been as good since uh, Jordan Gross retired. Uh, I'd also say since y'all traded away um, Trey Turner. Yeah. Trey Turner was a, uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, cornerstone. Anchor, yeah, cornerstone yes. of your O-line. And after y'all got rid of him, it felt like you lost a big piece of y'all's identity. I agree. On the offensive side of the ball. And especially because he's a guard. If he was a tackle, I wouldn't see as much of a change because when you're running the ball, guards only matter pretty much more than tackles in most situations, in my opinion. Um, right. 
and I, I and especially I, running it up the middle. And I completely forgot that you're uh, a uh, very staunch supporter of the deep offensive line of football. I am. Uh, I mean, if you don't have a good O line, you're not doing anything. Amen to that. Um, and hopefully, the Panthers will address that need in free agency. They should be doing it right now, but they're they don't. I don't think they have the cap to sign some of the big names. Well, uh, you could look that up. I could. Uh, I I'm actually driving, so I would not be. It. I wouldn't. I shouldn't be looking it up. I would uh, just type in NFL salary cap on Google. Um, right now, y'all have. Oh, or you just have it on your phone automatically. Twenty, 20 million dollars. Yeah. Oh, okay. So y'all should sign a, a good value tackle. Right. But the problem is, will he fit the team? Exactly. And uh, I think y'all should sign Russell Okun because he was already on your team last year. But he he was injury prone last year, and I, I don't I don't think it was a good fit. I, honestly. I wish it was, but I don't. I don't think it was a good fit, to be honest with you. I can see y'all still signing him somehow, I agree. some way, but I feel like he didn't want to be back with the team anyway. Yeah, I agree. Can I, I'm going to ask you a question, not related to football, but related to the podcast. Okay. Um, and this is one I don't know if you've addressed before, or even on your first episode. Why do you call it Blind Tag Podcast? <laughs> Because okay, can I give you my my my? You know what? I, I I would love to hear your theory. So so I was thinking about this last night because knew we we might do something. Right. Um. And my theory. Now was, now was this, was this before, during, or after you were doing your homework? At after. 12 o'clock after. At night? After it was right when I was trying to go to sleep. Oh, okay. Uh, it's the things that keep me up at night. Uh, <laughs> so it's like when uh, per, what I'm thinking is when um, <laughs> wrestling. When someone makes a tag and the ref doesn't see it, it's a blind tag, and they'll end up getting counted out. Probably wrong, but that's the first. Actually, thing I you're exactly like. right. Wow, <laughs> you're exact. So, literally, and no, I, I, I think I might have addressed it on the first episode. I can't remember. It was back in, um, I can't remember when it was. I want to say January, February. Yeah, I think it was after my uh, battle with COVID. Um, so basically. I was literally trying to figure out, all right, what do I want to call a podcast? And literally what I would do is I would like, I would come up with an idea and I would type it in Google and if anything came up with saying it had a podcast, then I'm like, fuck, all right. Oh, by the way, you, you can't, this isn't the radio, you can't cuss. Uh, I don't. Just don't cuss like a sailor, that's my job. All right. Um, Fair enough. But it's, uh, I was like, all right, why, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? And then uh, finally I just, I was like, you know what? I, I, I didn't see the blind, I, I didn't see the podcast coming. So much like a blind tag, you don't see it coming. And there you go. There, that's, it's a great name. It's unique. It is. Uh, it's a very unique. It's, name. It, it, as a, it, it's special. <laughs> special. Before we get back to the podcast, I want to let everyone know about my intro. That is Sax Rock and Roll by Kevin McLeod. This song and other songs that are royalty free are being able to be found on incomtech.com. Sorry, I'm, I'm watching old uh, SNL clips. Um, by the way, um, rest in peace, Norm McDonald. And if you have never, if you're listening to this and you have never seen uh, Norm McDonald on SNL doing weekend update, well, first of all, I've I've dated you, <laughs> but, well, here's YouTube, you can look on it, but just type in Norm MacDonald, uh, Weekend Update, he would have the running jokes of O.J. Simpson, and, um, uh, Bill Clinton, and all that, Monica Lewinsky, in fact, uh, I, I can't do it justice, but one, one of the, um, segments was, uh, he was talking about how Bill Clinton came out against uh, homosexual marriage 
And then he said, and uh, just to let you know, he's not a fan of heterosexual marriages either. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I can't do I can't do the joke justice because it is normal now. Now, granted, um, it is it is in the nineties. The um, I, I always tell uh, younger people when looking uh, watching stuff like that. Take it with a grain of salt because it was dated jokes. Yeah. Twenty years from now, people will look back at our jokes, uh, jokes on SNL now, and go, "Yeah, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't have said that." Sometimes we do that, and it's only been like two years. It's like, or, eh, or, that or was two the weeks. Time. Yeah, because something has changed so drastically. It's like, ah, uh, maybe we shouldn't have made fun. Yeah, of that. but Norm McDonald, he he roasted everybody. Um, just, just, uh, actually, Watch Mojo had a very awesome um, tribute. It was basically his uh, uh, top ten jokes or appearances or whatnot or moments. And they basically said, "Hey, we're doing this in honor of Norm Macdonald. Uh, we're going, we're going to let the footage speak for itself. And all money they raised for the um, from the video was going to uh, the Canadian Cancer Center. Wow. So." And yeah, it, it was, it's hilarious. He did an awesome uh, uh, David Letterman impression, like a almost perfect David Letterman impersonation. So, you know, on, on that note, like I said, just, you know, try not to talk just uh, sports here. Uh, favorite comedian? Wow. Um, I gotta see, think about that. I, mean, I, I, I know, see? There's, there's see, see, this this isn't like your show, or uh, let me rephrase it, my show, which I, I allow y'all the rights to use, uh, where you have a script, or no, 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 no. Well, even then, I don't even have a script most of the time. Oh, I'm yeah, I'm rambling. sorry, that's Matt. Yeah, that's Matt. <laughs> Typing, clickety, clickety, click, click. Oh, my God. But, um, uh, you know, there's, I like different ones for different reasons. Okay. Um, but right now, uh, have you you've, you've seen America's Got Talent before, right? You, 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 Very you, vaguely. You, I know I know what it is. Um, I'm not the and, and we'll, I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute. But I'm not really a, a fan of the uh, here. Let's go on stage and everyone look at you and judge you because yeah. it's it's more based on um, appearance than it is anything else. I understand. My my favorite comedian right now, he was on America's Got Talent or one of those shows like that. Okay. Uh, his name's Drew Lynch, I think. And he has a stutter. And so, like, a really, really bad stutter because he got hit with a softball in his throat. He oh, was, wow. Because uh, he was going to be, like, a professional player. I don't know if it was... I, it might have been a baseball, but I'm pretty sure it was a softball. And so now he has a really bad stutter. And he's just hilarious because all he talks about is stuttering. And it's funny because, as a person with like a, not as bad of a disability, honestly, I don't think so. Uh, club feet is, is something that's curable practically, but with right. something like that, it's fun because you can just poke fun at your injuries and what you've been through in life. Right. And he's just uh, he's moved on from AGT. He does like stand up and like little puffy things, but he's been awesome. on like 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 what? I said awesome. Yeah, and uh, he's uh, he's been on Comedy Central, I think, before. Oh. So he's he's doing well for himself. But it's just something like that. It's like he's funny because he's not, like, talking about sex and drugs and stuff like that. But he's talking about personal issues that I can relate to. But it would be also funny to hear him do a joke about sex and drugs while doing it with a stutter. Yeah. He'd be like, man, you know... I'll, I'll be with this girl, and you know we're talking. The next thing you know, I'm stuttering down there, like it's like. Eh. Well, I mean, she asked if I was nervous. And <laughs> I said no, 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 no. This is just me having a stutter. Uh, something. I think he's actually made a joke similar to that. I, okay. I don't know if you. I mean, look him up if you've got time. But he's just. He's one of those guys. that's like good laugh sometimes. Okay. So I, like I said, you know, different generation. Um. Um, old school, I guess old school now, but uh, Sinbad. Um, yeah, oh like my him. god, if, if no one has heard the McDonald's bit, 
That is hilarious. And if you have ever worked in a fast food industry, whether it be McDonald's or Burger King or Taco Bell, it does not matter. You will watch that sketch and go, yep, I've seen that happen. And because, you know, back in the day, they, basically the McDonald's menu was very small. But yet it had this big board on the inside. He makes his joke. You stand there for five minutes. The menu on the left side is the same as the menu on the right side. Why are you thinking, just order a cheeseburger? And then, and this is it's so relatable today, uh, you'll, you'll go through drive through and they got this little machine that has exact change. So, you go, oh, your total is $4.25. Here's $5. If that machine ever jams, Okay, just reach in and uh, get what you think is, is your change. Like, it's sad, but it's true. But, you know, uh, let's see, other comedians. Um, Dave Chappelle, do you like Dave Chappelle? Oh, yes. So, I love me some Dave Chappelle. Here, here's a crazy thing. So, at first, I really wasn't a fan. But... It's one of those things of hindsight. Like um, you, you see that, and I'll, I'll actually uh, tie this back into uh, music. Like Kid Rock, I wasn't a fan of his when he, when he first hit it big. Then, I, then I heard him doing an unplugged set, and I went, "Holy cow, this guy can actually sing!" And then they, then they did a picture with Cheryl Crow. And then that was awesome. Just because it showed his range. Same thing with Dave Chappelle. I can't I can't pinpoint when it was, but I saw this one episode. Actually, I know what it was. It was the Dave Chappelle episode that had Wayne Brady on it. And I saw that and I could not stop laughing my ass off. To the point where I was like, okay, and then I started going back and watching some of his older episodes. And I went, okay, this guy is actually funny. He is he is making fun of everybody. Especially like big fan of the Dave Chappelle show. Uh, I've watched okay, here's the thing. Right. I like his stand-up. I really do. Right. I like his stand-up. I liked his I like certain episodes. I have not watched the entire Dave Chappelle show. Okay. Um, but I, I've watched certain episodes, like the big ones. Do um, you know the Wayne Brady episode? Uh, I'm not sure I do. Oh actually. my god. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh my God! Call me uncultured. No. Um, oh wait. Did you did you see the uh, the uh, uh, race draft? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, when you say it like that, it's like click. Yeah. He has so many moments where, like, he has the um, the paper co- the uh, was the office supply company. Yeah. That one's hilarious. He has the blind guy. The blind guy. <laughs> member of the KKK. Oh my so God. That absolutely was... horrible. But the fact that we can that he jokes about it, it makes it. it I don't. It, it makes it okay to laugh, and and, even though it's like a serious issue. And, and here, here, here's one of the best things about Dave Chappelle. He, when it was time for when he knew his time, his show was almost running his course, he stepped away. He stepped away on top. Yeah. A lot of people do not do that. They will keep the show going and going and going and going until now it's like at this point like thank God it's canceled. Yeah. Uh, you you want when a show is canceled or a show ends. And you want to be, oh my God, I wish there was another season. Mm-hmm. Instead of, oh, huh, oh, I got canceled. That took him long enough. Like, honestly, I was a big fan of NCIS. Oh, it's, it's still going, isn't it? I know it's still going. When it cancels, my reaction's going to be, uh, well, finally they put that, that in the dirt. took him long enough. I'll give you another one. 
And it ties into Dave Chappelle. Okay. Yeah. Have you watched The Walking Dead before? I have watched a total, a total of three episodes. Well, uh, back and in like, I did not, and it was, it wasn't for you. Nope. Because I looked at it like this. Oh, great! A zombie move. A zombie show. All right. Awesome. Well, we got really into it with my mom. And, okay. I mean, she went on The Talking Dead, the show that talks about it in Hollywood. And she got to be a special guest. It was a whole thing. It was awesome. But uh, she, uh, we watched the, uh, the, there's a season. And the big bad guy, whose name was Negan, uh, was going to kill two of the characters. Or one of them, we didn't know. Okay. And it left us with a cliffhanger of, who are they going to kill? Well, they came back the next season and they killed the two characters that they killed and it was a huge reaction and Dave Chappelle was the Saturday Night Live guest for the next weekend after that show <laughs> so Negan uh, not Negan uh, Dave Chappelle did an entire skit as Negan killing those two people it was him killing his characters from the Dave Chappelle show and, like the crackhead wow um uh Well, he didn't kill them, but they were characters on there. Right, right, right. Uh, I think he killed the crackhead. Uh, his crackhead's head kept rolling around. <laughs> it was a good. It was a good episode that lightened the mood after a pretty serious event took place on that TV show. Well, luckily, uh, that Saturday Night Live is available on Peacock, so I'm going to have to find with that episode and watch it. It was a good one. It was a good cold open. Uh, um, oh, it was the cold. O- oh, yeah. I always love the cold opens. You never know. Hey, but you know, you know what actually makes Saturday Night better? It goes actually live. Yeah, I know. Are they pre-recording it now? No, I'm being sarcastic. Oh. Wow. So my bad. No, uh, on SNL 40 they did uh, Wayne's World's Kid, where uh, it was like their top ten uh, things about SNL, and one of them is it's live. It's like, yeah, you don't know how many times I got asked. When do we tape Saturday Night Live? It's like, it's Saturday Night Live. It's not Saturday Night Tape. Uh, but yeah, no, just to sure star power. 
I mean, let's, let's look at the 80s. You got Dan Aykroyd, uh, Bill Murray, uh, Eddie Murphy, yeah. Chevy Chase. Hell, Steve Martin was never a cast member, but he was one of the most fa uh, famous faces of Saturday Night Live because he would be a frequent host. I mean, come on, King Tut. It's just, it's, it's so awesome. But, and then you have the 90s. You have, like, Adam Sandler and his crew. Yeah. Basically, now, every time you see an Adam Sandler movie, it's an SNL reunion from the 90s. And I guarantee you, if Chris Farley was still alive, he would be in those movies. Probably would be. Like, just, just imagine... Alright? A a movie with Chris Farley and Will Farrell in it. That would probably be one of those hilarious comedies. And Adam there. Sandler. That'd be a good one. And you know what? Just for shits and giggles, get Dan Aykroyd in there too. He's a little bit crazy. Oh he is. He's insane. Truly insane. Did you, know, did you know Dan Aykroyd has his own vodka line? Yeah. Well, the Rock has his own tequila line. Crystal Head Skull Vodka. <laughs> it's made out of... It's, it's, the, their vodka is purified through crystal quartz. Okay. Like four times. And like Newfoundland. It's insane. It has to be Canadian. It has to be Canadian. Of course. So there's no pollution in Newfoundland. That's what he, his, his reasoning behind it is. You know what? Uh, he's, he's, he's not wrong. He's not wrong. He's just a little bit crazy. Just a little bit. But you know what? I will, I will sit here and say this. Ghostbusters with him and Bill Murray and... Uh, uh, what's, the, what, what's that guy's name? Which one are we talking about? Uh, Egon. Ah, uh, I forgot his name. I can look him up. Alright, I know my dad's looking down at me right now going, How the hell do you not know his name? Sorry, Dad, I'm driving. Ugh. That's if I get any service in the middle of where we are, which is nowhere. I don't want that one. Bitch, it, it popped up the one from like the new one that's coming no. out. No. That's not the good one. No. Um, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. Yes. Harold Ramis. It's got Rick Moranis. Yes. Rick. Oh my god. As um, uh, the dorky guy who ends up falling in love with their receptionist. Yeah. Oh, he. Rick. Alright. Rick Moranis. Is one of the most underrated actors that came out of the eighties. I would agree. I would a thousand percent agree. And and, and here here's a crazy thing. You know the movie uh, Spaceballs, right? Yeah. Okay. So Spaceballs, the main character, one of the main characters is Darth Hel Dark Hel Darth Helmet, Dark Helmet, and is played by Rick Moranis. When he, he retired from acting to spend more time with the kids, with his kids. Want to see him grow up and all that. Mel uh, Brooks is on record saying that he will make Spaceballs 2. You know, you know how there's always, like, you know, actors have conditions of, like, oh, or I want this to happen. This yeah. Only one, there's one condition if Spaceballs 2 will be made. Rick Moranis has to play Dark Helmet. Yeah. He will not make another movie if Rick Moranis doesn't play the character. I mean, you can. It's an iconic role. Like, but iconic roles have been uh, recast it's before. It's different because it's, it's a different type of movie. It, it's, it's a cult classic. Yeah. He knows the fan base would chew him up. Now, if he 
Now, even if he did a new one, but he wasn't the main villain, but showed up as like a cameo, maybe they, she shows up for like the first 30 minutes and gets killed off in, um, by, by the alien that came out of this guy's stomach at the end. Yeah. That would be funny. That way, here you go, you have a new uh, uh, way to go. But, yeah. And uh, Mel Brooks movies today, uh, they can't be made today. No. <laughs> yeah, they uh, especially Blazing Saddles. Oh my gosh. That cannot be made. I mean, it, it was questionable back then. <laughs> and it's, it definitely cannot be made today. Oh, it, I tell you, it was a two hour movie. It would now be like a 30 minute show. And that's if you had 15 minutes of commercials. Yeah. Of all the stuff they can air. That's why we've never seen it on like a <laughs> TV land. Oh yeah, let's just play Blazing Saddles for our viewers. No, no. See, TV land I can see it on. Because older people will watch that. It won't. If it's on Comedy Central, it's heavily edited. Uh, I, I think it, it was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on Netflix or not. Uh, I, I showed it to somebody and they just started laughing like, really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, I can't remember who it was. Uh, anyway. But it's, yeah. Blazing Saddles. Like, my grandfather's favorite scene is as the campfire scene. You know, <laughs> I have not seen that movie, like, we're bringing this up. I have not seen that movie. I only, I've only seen it once, and and I can still remember parts of that movie. But I have not seen it since I was like 13. Wow. I'm like seven years ago. Yeah. So I was like, I'm like, and I, the fact I can still remember it makes it a good movie. Of course. I mean, but there's also movies that are horrible that I remember things from. So I mean, so see, and that's that's what makes it a cult classic. Because a lot of the movies that are cult classics is basically they bombed at the box office. Or they didn't even make it to the box office. Or it went straight. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Great movie. Bombed. Critically panned as a movie. And it wouldn't be able to be made today. Uh, oh no. But what do movie theaters show every time around this time of year? Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'll give you one that's the, you might not you might you you've probably never seen, but it's one of the worst films I've ever seen, okay. and yet it's a cult classic. You ever heard of The Room? It has Tommy Wiseau in it? No. Now I yeah I wouldn't I wouldn't think that you would. Uh, it, he made it himself. It's his, it's his own film. Okay. Uh, it is. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Partially because the first 30 minutes are sex. That's all That's all it is. He's just having sex for the first 30 minutes of the movie. Absolutely. That's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, I'd skip, like, I was. I decided to watch it with my mom. <laughs> yeah, so the first 30 minutes... She's covering your through. eyes. <laughs> well, it was actually during COVID. So I was old uh, enough... I was where I could sit here and watch it, but she was still like, yeah. You I was like, click, and we just fast forwarded it to where it did look like they were having sex, and guess and what? They, they were, were having still having sex. sex. They, they, they were taking a break. They were taking a break. Oh, Jesus. They were talking, and that's, oh, God. And then went right back to, I'm like, ah. Uh, Mom, I didn't know. I didn't know. Really? Didn't know. You, you didn't, huh? It was hilarious, because the second it started, my mom went, you could tell something was building up, she went, <laughs> this loud cackle. I was like, I'm so sorry. But now, no. Now let me. Was was did this movie get recommended to you before you watched um, it? No. But there. Okay. So so that was so the, that internet, was the first that was the first time you watched it. Yes. Okay. All right. Of, that makes more sense. There's a digital footprint of this guy because uh, they actually made a a movie about him making this movie uh, with James Franco. It's called The Disaster Artist. And it's about the making of the room. Um, 
And Tommy Wiseau was an executive producer of that movie, but James Franco picked it up because he really liked the story. Uh, uh, which the story is just as bad as the movie. But now, now, obviously, this is pre-James Franco being ex no, ex excommunicated from um, a lot of people. He actually won an Oscar for this movie. Yeah, for disaster. No, 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 no. I'm talking about you know he's been excommunicated lately because of allegations, which once again allegations. But so when was this? Couple, uh, last twenty eighteen. Okay, so he he was still seen in a good light by a lot of people. All right. But uh, this movie is uh, there's a me there's a bunch of memes that have been made about this movie basically. Um, it, just because it's so quotable. And uh, they have viewing parties literally all over the U.S. and tours all over the U.S. and, and movie and cinemas. So it's just interesting. It's a giant cult classic clusterfuck. The Fifth Element. Never heard of it. Oh! Oh! I know, I know, I know. It has Bruce Willis in it. It is... I, I, the best way to explain it, as I'm making sure that we're still on the right... You know, following the directions. Um, basically, it's a... It's set in the future. And this evil entity is going to destroy Earth because you know you have the four elements, right? Yeah. Well, it's called the fifth element because if you put the fifth element in between, uh, in the middle of all four, it creates this um, power that will be able to defend Earth against this attack. The fifth element turns out to be a person. Um... Uh, Mila Jonovich? Never heard of them. Uh, okay. Um, I, I can't remember what, um, but anyway. It, it is awesome. It has Chris Rock in it. No, no, uh, yeah, Chris Rock. He, he plays an, a very metrosexual DJ. In the future. Interesting. And the best scene, how this did not win best musical score, me and my dad, too, well, up until his passing, have always said why it did not win. It also, and we remember why it didn't win, because it was in the same category as the Titanic soundtrack. Oh. Yeah. And it was it was it was it was directed by a couple of French guys. Like this was their like US debut. And it bombed heavily at the box office. But it is it is revered now for being kind of a cult classic because it's so cheesy, but it's funny. And uh, the editing at one part where these aliens take over this uh, cruise ship that's in space. It, it, it's just hilarious. So, final, whatever streaming service it's on. Fifth Element. Yes. It is hilarious. You know, I'm, I feel like cult classic movies are starting to become a little bit harder to come by. You either do really well at the box office or no one talks about you ever. And they just, because there's so many movies nowadays, it's hard to talk. Right, I agree. But if you bomb at the box office, people start taking notice. I agree. And the Cats movie. Ugh. Okay. I, uh, horrible movie. <laughs> horrible movie. It's starting to begin to, to get a cult classic. It, got, started, re it got remastered and it's probably why. <laughs> I mean, my brother made us go to see that movie. He said he hated it. He still talks about it. He's, he still talks about it. He likes the actors in it, so he still talks about it. He's starting. It's starting to grow on him. I hate the movie. It's starting to grow on him. So it's 
starting to get a little bit of a following just because people are re-watching it because it's so bad. Right. Like someone fell asleep while we were watching that right in front of us. I... Snoring and everything. Yeah, I would. I, I'd, I'd, I'd be entertained more by that than I would in a movie. Um, I agree. Um, but the thing is, you know, the quality of movie nowadays is just really blah. You think about it. I mean, there's there have been some movies where I'm like, wow, this is really good. Yeah. And it's because it's different than the other one, than, 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 than the other movies, you know? Um, it has something different about it. It's it's like the perfect combination of actors, roles, I mean, but other times it's just like, yeah, it was good, but it's the same thing. Right, I, I agree. See, uh, me and my parents have uh, came up with a very interesting solution when it comes to this. And that was, if the critics hate it, we will love it. If the critics love it, or, or you know, can't say, oh, it's the greatest movie. Nine times out of ten, it sucks, Donkey Balls. And that was the critics panned Fifth Element. Um, they panned Rocky Horror Picture Show. They are cult classics. So... I, I think if a movie is so bad, it's, uh, here's here's another one that um, that I, I think was reviewed horribly. Ricky, uh, Talladega Nights. Wow. I couldn't uh, couldn't tell you how quotable that movie is. It's very quotable. It's extremely quotable. The first time I watched it, I went, eh. but it grew up. Now, now it's one of those where it's so bad it's funny. So, and you wonder if they were making it to be so bad it's funny, or if it just came out that way. Uh, I think it came out that way. I think they really wanted to try to tell a story, but it, it, it came out that way. And now, what was it? Um, here, there's a. And then also you have the movies that are so bad, and then in time they get worse. Yo, gosh. Um, I saw maybe half of this movie, Battlefield Earth. I've never heard of it. You trust me? Don't want to. It start. It was a pet project of John Travolta. Uh, this doesn't sound good. Yeah. Basically. What he wanted to do was um, take a book by L. Ron Hubbard, who for anyone not listening who does not know, he is basically the um, founder of Scientology. And put and make a film adaptation of this book. Where these aliens were supposed to take over Earth. Okay, so right now let me describe Bennett's look of what the fuck. Basically. Guess what? That's that's basically. Um like he funded the movie himself. And yeah, he definitely did not get a return on his investment. So. Well, if he was happy with what he produced, then I guess see good for him. Here, here's the thing, though. It wasn't whether he was happy. It's whether the, the Church of Scientology was happy. If they were happy with it, then he was happy. Yeah. Oh, and they... they they probably loved it. They probably had it in Scientology. Oh my God, this is the, this is the best film ever, and uh, you know, oh, it's it, you know, it's fake news that they uh, that they lambasted this. Like, just if you want a reference of what Battlefield Earth would 
be today. Uh, just call it 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue from 2017 to 2021. That's oh the best description. God. A clusterfuck? No, no, now Bennett, that is that is a insult to clusterfucks. Yeah. So but yeah. You know you know what I just noticed? We started talking about sports, but we went off on a tangent. What were we talking about to start? I think we were talking about okay. We started talking about we well we started talking about the Saints and the Panthers. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're going to the game. There you go. All right. See this. This is why I always love doing you know having having guests on the show because you never know what the hell you're gonna what direction we're gonna take it in. Oh, gotta love, gotta love 501. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. Okay, well, I, of course I know where I am. But yeah. It's a little weird because I'm used to coming at it from a different direction. And as Michael Scott once famously said, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, my God. God. I, I, I did not watch any of that show until I moved down here. Well, then you have so much time on your hands. Well, no. Well, no. So, it, it, it wasn't because I didn't want to watch the show. It's, you know, when you had one or two um, TV boxes, it basically would be the scenario of oh, something was always on that we were recording Yeah. while that was on. So, I moved down here and um, it was like the first day um, I was still getting everything moved in. Uh, my three roommates at the time, um, Jared, Andy, and Dion, they're all downstairs watching TV. And I'm like, what you watching? I was like, the Office. Oh. He says, have you never watched The Office? No. All right. Well, we'll go ahead and tell you now, if there's nothing on TV, uh, then we you then we will have it on the office. Okay. And I started watching it and watching it. And now I've watched every episode and then uh, at the point now when it comes on Comedy Central just about every day. I know which episodes to uh, go. Yeah, I, I, I didn't like that episode. Yeah. And it's definitely a show that, what's the best way to put it? You either like it or you don't. There's, there's no, there's, there, um, there's no middle ground. I loved it. I watched it right before I moved in freshman year. I started watching it over the summer. And uh, I finished it when I moved in around, probably around this time I finished it last year. And that, it became part of my personality almost. And, it, well, I mean, like, it wasn't like I would just sit there and go, uh, it quoted all the time. But it was like I felt something for the characters that I hadn't felt in other TV shows. Right. Because they were relatable. Um, but I've heard people say, oh, I don't like The Office, but I like Parks and Rec. It's the same thing. Okay. The same it's, thing, it, different characters. I, I would say it's not necessarily, it's not the same thing, but it's like the same style. Yep. And I don't understand if it's the, 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 the I don't, when people say they don't like The Office, is it the style they don't like? Is it the, the characters? But when they say they like Parks and Rec, I'm like, okay, so you just don't like Steve Carell. Yeah. Basically. That's when we have a problem. Steve Carell's funny. He is. I mean, he hasn't done much. Like, I mean, he's done a ton. But Actually, he's like, on a new uh, Apple Plus show. Is it? Uh, uh, the Morning Show. Uh, with um, uh, Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston. Jennifer Aniston, that's what I was thinking about. I mean, it looks interesting. Yeah. I don't have Apple Plus. No, I don't, I'm not buying it. It doesn't either. seem like a, an investment of money I'm looking 
what they could do. Right. I mean, if they had a free trial, sign up. See, here's the thing. If you see a thing for a free trial, you sign up, and then within an hour, you cancel it. That way you still get the free trial for whatever time frame. And then but you don't forget that you have to cancel it. Bingo! I mean, there's too many streaming services. I mean, it's nice because, oh, well, you know, you can watch whatever, but you have to find it. Right. And It's not on and Amazon. It's on Hulu. It's not on Hulu. It's, it's on, on Netflix. And the thing is, a lot now, a lot of the um, anything that's owned by a Disney property, it's on Disney Plus, which I think is good. But you only get Disney stuff on Disney Plus, right? Which limits it. But it's I don't, different. I don't, I don't think the Room is going to be on Disney Plus. The Room is only available on Prime, and even then, I think you still have to buy. You can't rent it. You have to buy it. It's one of those things you have to buy. Well, I mean, I bought the hard copy. Uh, uh, we bought the DVD. <laughs> for, for, the, uh, for, uh, for the first 30 minutes, uh, I bet it was. Uh, uh, <laughs> I told you, man. You, you, you leave a door open just a little bit. It, it's my dad's fault. I'm sorry. Nah, it's a type of humor. It's, it's a good type of humor. Right. Alright, and uh, this is where we are going to cut it off for this episode. Uh, the recording literally took almost the entire three-hour trip. So, put an entire uh, three-hour podcast episode? Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm, I'm not that uh, crazy. Maybe. Anyway. But. I promise we will be talking about more sports, but it literally was off the cuff. We just started spitballing um, ideas and topics and what we're talking about. So I hope you enjoyed listening to this as much as I enjoyed recording it. Um, We have not decided if we're going to release part two next week. Or if it's going to be uh, kind of split them up. Please stay tuned for uh, to the Instagram page, the Blind Tag Podcast, for more information. This has been part one of the Charlotte Chronicles. For Bennett Ferguson, my name is Kyle Nashheim. I hope you have a great rest of the week. We will be with you next week.